Ah, you obviously know Kung Fu. What's up, boys and clan? Jeff Vita here with the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. I got to attend a very cool press junket put on by the cast themselves of the Bruce Lee-inspired TV series, Warrior. Now, Warrior had recently been canceled by the streaming service Max, but was immediately picked up by Netflix and is set for release February 16th. Now, there are currently three seasons of the show, but Netflix has made it clear that they are open to the idea of giving it a fourth season, and maybe more if, and only if, the show finds an audience, which it should, because it's amazing. I'm going to let the cast speak to the things that make it so great. Now, in this junket, I moved between several groupings of cast members, so in this first one, I talked with Kieran Bew, Tom Weston-Jones, and Hoon Lee. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey. How are you guys? Jeff Vita here, the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Great to talk with all of you. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, I don't want to waste any of your time, but uh, again, thank you so much for taking some time out to chat. But um, guys, uh, Warrior is an amazing show. Uh, I've been with you guys since Max, um, and I'm looking forward to uh, catching it all again on Netflix. Um, for, uh, for, the, for those of us who have followed you uh, on Max, what has the reception been like? Uh, have you heard from, from fans uh, for the entire Max run? Kieran, I think, is, is pretty ear to the ground on some of that. Kieran, do you want to speak Yeah, to that? We, we've, we've heard from the... Yeah, I mean, the fans have been amazing right from the get-go. We've had art, we've had um, trailers, we've had mm-hmm. um, fan fiction sent to us. We, I mean, we, we're very, very lucky. We've got an incredible body of fans. Not, you know, not just people who watch the show um, casually, but people like, like yourself who run podcasts as well, getting in touch with us and inviting us on and really wanting to sort of take care of the show and be part of it. And uh, we're really grateful to them. I mean, particularly because you know when the show got cancelled, um, we uh, we want to thank them for bringing us back and giving us a season three. Mm-hmm. What 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 are the prospects right now for a season four? Have uh, have you guys uh, been in at talks at all, or is it just kind of hoping that the run on Netflix gives you guys some momentum? Well, the official word that we've heard is that Netflix is open to the idea. Nice. The metrics Netflix employs is, you know, obviously pretty obfuscated. It's a, it's, you know, their algorithm, et cetera, is very much a black box. But what we have been told is that our best chances lie in fan reception and performance. So if enough people binge watch the entire season and the season with double thumbs up, tell their friends, have them do the same. That door is open. And um, we know from our own history that uh, there's no real final ending in, until the, <laughs> the fat lady sings, so to speak. So we're hopeful <laughs> that if the fans brought us back once, they might be able to bring us back for season four. We're dying to make a season four. This group is very, very close. We love each other. We love the show. And um, we'd love to bring more of the story forward. Awesome. Um, let me ask you about that. Uh, how did you guys each individually get involved with the show from the beginning? And uh, were you ever considered for another role uh, in the show? Because it's hard for me now, having watched you guys on Max, to, to see you guys as anybody other than the characters you play. And you guys do it so well. So what was it like for you guys? It was relatively simple, really. I, I remember just getting the sides like anything. I didn't do a tape, which was quite abnormal, I guess. But it was sort of run of the mill and I didn't really get much of a picture of the season until uh after we made the pilot actually I don't know I can't remember how how many scripts did we have by the point we made the pilot zero or just the one 
<laughs> I had four. I had at least four. Didn't you? Didn't you have to pay to get on the show? Tom? Don't do this, Kieran. Give them money. Can you send? I thought money. you were just very cheap, Tom. Wasn't that it? I'm sure you sent money and nudes or something. <laughs> didn't they just find you? Can't do that. Yeah, we had a, we had a bunch of scripts. Don't believe anything that he says. No, but don't, yeah, I was yeah. fortunate enough to have worked with Jonathan on Banshee. Um, yeah, right, and so right. he was the creator of Banshee as well. And so uh, I, I was very fortunate that at the end of that run, he had started work on this program and he um, he mentioned it to me and um, mentioned that there was a role he was uh, thinking of that I might be good for. And uh, so, you know, you don't put too much stock in it until things actually materialize, but I was very hopeful. And when the character came around, I, I couldn't have been happier. It was such a such a fun person to play. And unlike Banshee, I got to interact with um, almost everyone in the cast. Yeah. And, and so, you know, meeting Tom and Kieran were, uh, I think my first two scene partners. And we became very close friends right, very, very quickly. Um, and that really, for me, began the experience of this sort of family interaction that has carried through uh, for multiple years now. Yeah. I think yeah. I think Hoon's got compromise on Jonathan Tropper because he's in every single show with Jonathan. You can't prove that. The you rest can't of prove life that. Now. There's no, no proof. <laughs> I I had an audition um for the show, and I got a recall within a couple of days, which is is a pretty quick turnaround. And it was just me and the same casting director in London, and and the, the character was was fairly um, it was it was very specifically drawn. I think I was about foot too short. And I was about 10 years too young, I think, for the character. And um, so I, I immediately felt intimidated. So I immediately wanted to sort of grow a big beard and wear more clothes than I had uh, in my wardrobe <laughs> and try and, you know, flesh it out to get the job. I, I desperately wanted to play the part because I did get more scripts than you normally get. And um, what I'd been given was a very, for me in season one as Bill, over the first like four, you know, episodes, I've had an incredible arc um other people's arcs emerged a little bit later in the show for me as bill right off the bat i i want i desperately want to play this part so um yeah when i got offered the job i i was absolutely thrilled yeah it doesn't normally by the time the show's over you'll finally be the right age (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) well it's interesting um the uh, the the uh, the way you talked about uh, connecting with that character so quickly. The the characters on this show are so rich, so deep, so complex. I feel like you could take any one character out of the warrior universe and uh, and unfold their story, and it would be engrossing to to follow them in, on their journey. So, um, when did you feel that your characters uh, really kind of spoke to you and invited you to fully realize them on screen? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I had that test right from the beginning, and I think it, there's because of the brilliant episode five, which is when the guys go off on the western. You know that the first arc that I had, it sort of finishes in episode six for Bill, this sort of crazy rite of passage. I like all the way through. I I, I felt like I had gifts all the way through because, like Hoon's saying, he interacts with lots of different people. Bill does too, and Bill has so many different masks, and he's hiding his vices and he's putting up at front, but he's actually a shell. So so much detail in that I was like. I felt like I won the lottery in many ways. And then to get to come to work and work with um, actors um, like, you know, Tom and Hoon um, was was pretty cool, you know. Well, like me, at least. Well, I, I was trying to say something nice and then I just ran out of steam. So that's just, OK. Tom's they're OK. Work, workplace bullying is a theme 
apparently. <laughs> but, but to answer your question, uh, I, I think genuinely I felt the most grounded and like I really grasped what the show up was when I was, um, <laughs> when I had my hands in the corpse in the second episode. <laughs> I, was just in that. I, went, I didn't know that. I my character's that. not perturbed. I, I, there's this quippy back and forth going. I was like, this is this is fun. This is actually, um, there's just so much to lean on. It feels very real, but at the same time, yeah, there's there, there's just a hell of a lot to hang your hat on, really. Uh, I, I remember having a conversation with Jonathan um, early on in season one because, and this is the great benefit of, of feeling uh, that you have an open channel of communication, which all of us do with the the creators and the executive producers, is he basically took me aside and said, you're not quite getting it, um, you know, which is always disheartening to hear, but it means that oh, you have something concrete to work on. And the reality is I've never, in any job I've ever had, I've never really felt like I've cracked the character. And I take that as a good sign. I feel like that means there's a lot there that's interesting to me that I can keep sort of follow you know following but part of the reason why uh, on a personal level i'm so desperate to have a season four is i always hold out hope that i will crack the character in the next mm. season that something will emerge that allows me to sort of put them to rest with a great peace of heart and mind um but uh yeah i don't think it's quite happened yet but you as long it. as the boss is happy it's it. probably fine uh you're you're cracking i think you're cracking but <laughs> Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> just to add I'm glad you picked up on saying. that cue. Thank you. Just just to add to what Hoon was saying as well, just to bring Jonathan up. Like, uh, I've never worked on anything where the creative team behind it are also so open to just discussing everything in great yep. detail with you. Not necessarily, you know, what kind of plot twists would you like to see, but just, yeah, the level of detail is unlike anything I've ever worked on before and that all stems and even when jonathan stepped away from show running day to day and evan and josh and and brad kane prior you know were more on the floor so to speak you know that that was part of the culture and uh, i think that's part of the thing that makes the experience quite special for the cast yeah speaking of which there isn't a show like warrior on tv right now it breaks down stereotypes you got the uh, a lot of asian cast members it's topical without being preachy um when uh, when did you guys realize that that uh, the show could have an impact beyond just being great entertainment i think at the very beginning when we we, we knew the, the the bruce lee connection when we flew in and all of the um our place settings when we did our read through had a pack from shannon lee and we heard about the history of how the show was conceived we realized, you know, just by actually even getting to that stage, it was already having an impact by um, changing things. Uh, if it, it already felt big. And then, of course, unfortunately, you know, during the pandemic with the rise of, of violence, um, we realized the show was becoming freakishly relevant. And so um, even more important. And um, that's, you know, that was somewhat of an accident, really. You know, we were looking at history and then, uh, the world kind of caught up and the show sort of synced and and it showed us that actually there's still a lot a lot more a lot more art to be made and a lot more work to be done to um improve things i don't know that we've fully felt the impact of it but one thing i will say is that meeting the cast meeting the team um and i'll call out koji specifically on the first big fight of of episode 1 he was really at his physical limit he had been working you know 12 14 hours d- days for the entire shoot he was being asked to do some incredibly demanding physical stuff. He had, you know, lost a tremendous amount of body fat for this character. And uh, when I saw that he just never gave up, he just 
put his head down, you know, recovered, went for the next take. I said, we've got a lead who's going to leave it all on the field. We've got a team that is able to listen to us and that we want to listen to. It may not mean we create uh, a show that is a world beater, but it certainly gives us our best possible shot. That's fantastic, guys. I mean, you, you do a wonderful job. Uh, it's amazing that you are now part of the Bruce Lee legacy. Uh, here's to season four, and I hope to, to see many more seasons from all of you. Thank you so much for your time. I love Thanks, you, man. New Year. Thanks. In this next grouping, I had the pleasure of talking with the bad boys of the Hopway Tong, Chen Tang, Jason Tobin, and Andrew Koji. Uh, recording! Hey, guys. Hey. What's up, Jeff? What's up, Jeffita? Kung Fu Driving Podcast. I've talked with uh, Chen and Jason before. Uh, Andrew, nice to meet you guys. Um, the, the Big Bad Hop Ways here in the house. So good to talk to you guys again. Yeah, what's up? On the A-team now. <laughs> what's up, Jeff? What's up, what's up? All right, um, I, I don't want to uh, take up too much time. So, um, Warrior, uh, amazing show, special show, nothing like it on TV right now. Um, uh, when, when I'm trying to describe the show to to new viewers, and I say it's uh, you know something from Bruce Lee's notes, well, one of the immediate responses is, oh, it's it's got to be a kung fu show, right? But but Warrior is uh, about uh, as much of a kung fu show as like Game of Thrones is like about sword fighting, right? Which which is to say, it's not. Um, what about Bruce's philosophy uh, is represented in the show and appeals to you guys uh, as actors, and ultimately is going to uh, appeal to the audience? Oh, Jason, feel that. Well, you know, um, uh, I've been a Bruce Lee fan since I was a young kid. You know, uh, my dad started showing me Bruce Lee films to, to kind of give me this uh, Asian male role model, you know, uh, for me. And um, and uh, the, I've been a huge fan all my life. But, you know, the, the, the single piece of philosophy that really has resonated and has guided me and and that I've like held true. Um, throughout my career as an actor, uh, aside from being a martial artist, is um, uh, to honestly express yourself. And, um, you know, we talk about sometimes about, you know, being Asian, uh, Asian American or Asian in, in, in uh, American TV. And, and sometimes you don't feel authentic at all. You're playing this stereotype. This show is all about expressing yourself, honestly, being who you are, um, and, uh, and I feel as an actor, like on this show, I, I, I literally get to express, you know, the very depths of my soul. And and for that, I'm so grateful. And I feel like that's what this show is about. Like all of a sudden you got, you know, you got Andrew Koji, you know, you got Chen Tang and, and me just being ourselves. You know, it's, it's uh, uh, well, you know, through the role, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm just going to freeform think it's quite a big question. Bruce Lee, I think his DNA, I think is Jonathan Tropper as well. But everyone was such a fan. And I think, uh, and I think Bruce was, he's such an icon that he kind of um, obviously has made such an impression of people over time, uh, like an icon, like actual icon. I think that probably made the show uh, and everyone working on it, it gave it a different thing. Like I, I haven't worked on a show um, before that and since um, it had this kind of it, it, it like because he was such a great amazing person his philosophy etc and it 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 made and because of the story that it was telling that it kind of made us go uh, we're telling this uh, it, it put all of our quote unquote egos aside you like we, we're, it's like this is the show this is Bruce's show his, his, you know the DNA is in his DNA is kind of everywhere in it from down to the character movements to little lines to little 
the blocking of little seams. Like if any any Bruce Bruce Lee diehard fans will kind of notice that scattered throughout the whole season. Um, and yeah, his, kind of his philosophies and stuff there too. So, but I think also behind that and the, the behind the scenes, like um, we, the, the the production office would have quotes of Bruce Lee um, everywhere, and I, I think that really helped form this real good collaborative, amazing atmosphere to work in. You know, uh, yeah. So, yeah, for me it was uh, you know under the skies. There's we are one family. There's one family, and. Uh, that actually, you know, for a show that deals so much with race and difference and discrimination, um, it actually kind of flows, flows through that theme too, because what they really wanted to do was without denying the reality of the time and the situation of the real life racism um, and the conflicts there, it still shows people as just trying to do their best with what they had and trying to be human. And so it was a human story. And I think that's a huge reason why a lot of fans resonate to it, to the complexities and the gray areas and how, you know, even if quote unquote, someone is a supposedly villain, you know, Dylan Leary is a great example. He really, they, you can't help but root for them because you see why they do and because it comes from a real human place because we're all just kind of human yeah uh uh the characters are so um detailed and rich and complex and deep uh i was telling the other guys that uh, i could take any one of you out of that warrior universe and want to follow your story because that's how well you guys have been written and how well you guys have brought them to life on screen um and and you mentioned that the, the show is is topical uh it touches on a lot of things that are relevant today without being preachy uh have you guys uh heard from fans uh that have followed you on max already uh about the impact that the, the show may be having beyond just being really great entertainment uh yeah i mean I, I i'm not really active on the socials but i definitely in real life a lot of people especially the asian community have been very vocal about how much that show means to them um from people who uh like martial artists Bruce Lee diehard fans to people who actually uh, had their um ancestors and, and, and stuff in, in during uh that were there during chinatown san francisco times like uh, yeah so it's been all walks of life and yeah it's been very eye-opening how much it means to many people yeah i i'd love to just share a quick little anecdote a little story that really touched me um a friend and uh, uh He's the husband of a dear friend of mine, and uh, he actually is a cop in San Francisco today. He's, he's a police officer, and uh, he and his partner are both Asian. And during some of the Chinatown riots and anti-Asian violence, um, he shared with me that Chinatown was actually being attacked, and there was a lot of people like wrecking businesses and whatnot, and he actually... Uh, he took his partner and sort of against orders, he went to block off and blockade Chinatown. And he's a huge fan of the show. He shared this with me. It was so cool. He said, you know what we thought when we were there, we said, we have to protect our people. We have to protect this because nobody else would. And all we thought about was we are here in that scene protecting Chinatown when they were standing there, the two of them with their cop car in that barricade, they stood there. And he shared with me that. And I just thought that was like, wow, 
really like that that moved me that's cool that's 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 incredible um i uh if i could if if i may um uh, uh a lot of fans have also reached out to me um that that have expressed this uh feeling of uh how it's brought their families together. Like I've, I've, I've heard several times from like father and sons or, or daughters and, and parents, you know, bonding over, over our show, you know, uh, that they finally have this show that they can uh, uh, bond with their parents with, you know? Uh, um, and so for me, that's, that's really touching. And it just shows that how, how different this show, um, all the different groups of people that, it, that it's hit. And now it means different things to different people. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. That's fantastic. A uh, quick shout out to uh, Rich Ting here, Bolo. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Bolo shirt. What's up, Rich? <laughs> um, last question because I, I think I'm running out of time here. But uh, Brett Chan has been a, a guest on the show, uh, fight and stunt coordinator. He's not here. Uh, so tell me, how much do you guys hate him on training days? You can be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, season one was a bit of a, 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 a rough ride. Um, but I think once. <laughs> Once he, uh, uh, once he, uh, once you know that trust and brotherhood was kind of formed um, throughout kind of season one, um, and that he knew because a lot of actors don't want to put in the work, you know, it's just a, a fact. You know, you've been on a fair few jobs now. They, you know, they they get their stunt doubles and they'll, they'll find a way to shoot it to make them look good. But I think Warrior pretty much, uh, I've I've been blown away by how much everyone's just like they'll put in the work, you know, and they'll really want to be and learn and all that stuff so i think once that um shifted to season one now nah, so it's been all love man like like he'll push us help us find you know and, and i think a, a good a good uh trainer or teacher or what have you uh, uh pushes you you know and i think that um so i i really don't feel that uh anymore like he'll he'll he'll, he'll keep pushing and i like that i like that i like yeah i like go hard go hard you know? <laughs> And I bring that up because, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I, I was going to say, um, you know, Brett is a huge reason why Warrior is Warrior. Yeah, and sure. I'll say that straight up, you know, um, we couldn't have done it without him. He's such an integral part of this. That, <laughs> so, so I have a love for him and I also hate him on training days. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I bring that up, just, uh, Jason, uh, just because uh, I, I remember a picture that you posted once where you're staring into like a, a container with like a piece of celery and like a, a, a slice of chicken or something. And there's just a, a sad look on your face. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that was miserable. So that that, that particular photo that you're uh, talking about um, was taken right after I finished my um, Chinatown fight scene from um, the episode Enter the Dragon, season two, episode nine. And uh, yeah, I was completely shattered and, and exhausted. You know, what I needed at that moment was a like a cheesecake or something. But you know, it is what it is. That's fantastic, guys! Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck. Uh, I hope more fans pick up and uh, understand what uh, a great show Warrior is, and that uh, you get season four and beyond. And uh, best of luck to all you guys. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, thank, thank you, Jeff. Thank, thank you, guys. Love. Thanks, man. In this next grouping, I got to talk with some of the movers and shakers in the series, Perry Young, Olivia Cheng, and Miranda Raisin. Hey! How are you? Perry, nice to see you again. Yeah, great to see you. (laughs) Oh, and a quick shout out to Rich Ting here. 
Bolo. <laughs> Should have worn my polo shirt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, guys, thank you so much for uh, for talking. Um, when uh, when I try to describe uh, the show uh, as a Bruce Lee inspired series to 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 new fans, um, the guy audience is is pretty much on board, like built in. But some of the biggest shakers and movers on this show are the females, the the women on the show. Strong, deep, complex, uh, amazing stories. Um, the female audience needs to get on board uh, and and uh, and support this show just for the female representation. Um, strong intelligent devious women <laughs> with rich stories and i was telling the other guys i feel like i could take all of you uh individual characters out of the warrior universe and want to follow your stories because you you guys have brought them to life so well and uh, you're just so well uh crafted what would you guys say to uh the female viewers out there to get them on board with warrior i would say you know, come on board because you're going to see women who are incredibly layered and complex. I think you're going to see women who survive with their smarts, with their tenacity, with their resilience, and really find autonomy and agency within systems that are purposefully designed to hold them down. So I think at one point or another, women will see themselves um, in our characters because you will relate to both our flaws and you will relate to that feeling of overcoming and there will be cathartic moments where in that overcoming um you see a woman shine and succeed um in her love and support of other women i think there will be a lot in there that at first women might go i don't know about this but if we follow along uh, I think there's plenty in there for them to go. I had no idea, and this really surprised me, and I recognize the truth of what they're trying to say through these storylines and characters. And there's a strong, you know, same, the same-sex relationship, you know, with which which is so unusual for them. I mean, it wasn't unusual for the period in real time, but to be portrayed on screen, you know, that's had quite... Uh, which I'm sure you know Olivia has, has sort of heard as well you know it's it's had a strong uh, following from female gay audiences supporting that storyline and, and being you know being thankful for it in the midst of seeing these extraordinary you know my Ling and these extraordinary women our toy uh, you know battling in a world which is already keeping them down for, for many other reasons. I just want to point yeah, out that Miranda and I both play Characters were based on real women, were fictionalized versions cool. of real women. So, for the history buffs out there, for the history nerds out there, hopefully our portrayals and fictionalized characters could become Easter eggs for the audience to understand that, that we represent real women in, in this particular time. Yeah, I was going to say they are historical characters based on historical characters, strong women. But, you know, it's funny from my uh, world, um, there's a lot, if not more than female fans. Um, I get a lot of interviews from actually women podcasters asking about it. And uh, I think I met someone in person recently who said something about getting her husband to watch Warrior with her. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, like, yeah, it's, I think there's a lot of women and women who are on the Facebook, for example, um, Facebook warrior group, which is huge. There's a lot of women who are actually 
admins of the group and um, who comment often and who post, you know, uh, content often about uh, Bruce Lee. You know, they just love Bruce Lee, right? So, yeah, I don't know if there's, you know, women are the deficit of our fans. I think there might be more women who actually. Oh, nice. <laughs> Well, the show is uh, is so relevant uh, to a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world. You guys touched on it. Um, race, class warfare, uh, LGBTQ issues, um, all without being preachy or heavy handed. Uh, when did you guys realize that you're part of a show whose impact may be more than just great entertainment? I joined series well, two, so I'll let you guys answer this one. <laughs> oh. You can definitely answer it at, from your perspective, Nelly. Go for it. I mean, Miranda, go for it. Well, you know, from, from my point of view, I mean, I, I was I was spoiled. I had the first season to watch. You know, I kind of I came on board. I'm not going to pretend that I was hard to get. You know, I I was I was there, and Jonathan <laughs> Trapper gave me an interview, which they call they they call it, which I think I'm allowed to say. Ask he does asshole screening, which sounds very menacing, but it's really you know just to have a chat with you when they want to offer you the role. And so before I went out to Cape Town, I got to watch season one and it was just absolutely blew me away, absolutely blew me away and 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 wasn't like anything I'd ever seen. And that was that was extraordinary. I've joined series before in, you know, a second or third season. And it's always there to be. It's nice to be there at the inception. But, you know, it was. Yeah, I knew I was joining something that I'd never seen on television. And I think in this group, uh, you know, Perry and I really put us together because we are two of the most out front activists on the cast. And, you know, I think we've always known that this story was very topical and hit on so many themes that are relevant today. Unfortunately, after the pandemic, we really realized how eerily relevant the themes in our show are relevant today, and not just for our community, but for other communities who are going through xenophobia, other communities that are going through police brutality, other communities that are going through what it means to be economically marginalized. So, um, you know, I, I, I wish I wish we could say that our show wasn't as relevant as it is in terms of politically and socially, but here we are. Um. Taking off from what uh, Miranda just said about, uh, I've never seen anything like this on t television before. Absolutely, when I read the first script or when I read the sides to audition for, I went, "Oh my God, I've never seen anything like like this on television." <laughs> and um, and the role that I was auditioning for uh, fit me in real life. It's even though um, it's it's you know it's a character that's the notorious you know leader of the notorious Tong in Chinatown. He's fighting for social change. You know, he's an activist. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do in real life, you know, an artist activist. So I thought that's my character. This is the moment where we could actually do activism through television, through entertainment and art, and not like you said, uh, preach to the choir or whatever it is, you know, the strong arm people into thinking something. It's it's through, you know, slow empathy and through art that we learn about other people and, and hopefully shift things in our culture. Fantastic. I think it's going to be the last question for me because I, I think I'm running out of time. But what does it mean to you all to be um, such an integral part of the Bruce Lee legacy, uh, particularly uh, in terms of being able to uh, show up for representation for Asians and for the marginalized communities out there? So what does that what does that feel like to be you know part of Bruce Lee's entire uh, mythos? Harry, you should take this one in the first time. We'll we'll jump in. 
Yeah, so I was born in Oakland, California, where Brandon Lee was born and where Bruce Lee had his first studio. Um, right down the street, it's like MacArthur Broadway area. I was born in a hospital near there, and I heard that uh, Brandon was born in a hospital not far from there. So when we grew up, Bruce Lee was our hero. You know, he had already left by then to Seattle, but it was like he offered us a glimpse of us Chinatown kids as hope that we can do more. We can get out of this world. I never thought in a million years that I would ever be uh, in a show that Bruce Lee conceived of and even working with his daughter, Shannon. I mean, it, it is inconceivable and beyond dreams. But, you know, I pinch myself very often when I'm on set going, I can't believe I'm here. So it, it's just beyond my wildest dreams. And I think right now to see the Bruce Lee family company really pushing into being advocates and educators with in terms of raising awareness around youth mental health, that is a legacy that I'm really proud to be a part of because um, I, I think having conversation dialogue around that now is more important than ever. And, and to see the Bruce Lee legacy using all its masculine athletic connotation to also you know um propel us forward in terms of like philosophy and inner reflection i'm really stoked to be a part of that so that's miranda you want to say anything before we go <laughs> i'm so sorry it's because my thing keeps beeping um yeah no, i mean just I am I am in awe of everybody involved with this production completely in awe of of Shannon and and uh, you know very much on, on the periphery of and yet heartfelt with the pain um that that I mean working with these young actresses not all of them actresses in the crib brothels you know it's an incredibly um it's an incredibly devastating thing to be, and because they do it so beautifully, they're so beautifully directed, the sets are so extraordinary, you know, with the kind of fog and the mist, and even though you don't have all those visceral smells for real, when you're in and on, when I was in and on the, those sets in the crib brothels, it was, a, it was a side of life that I was completely ignorant of, had never heard anything about, and it's a you know, it's a struggle that I continue to be educated about. And it's it's an honor to, to work with, with everybody on this show. It was an honor to talk to you guys today. Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck to all of you guys. Uh, to, here's to season four and then beyond. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much. so much. Take care. Take care, guys. In the final grouping of the day, Joe Taslam had to leave early, but I still got to hang out with Diane Doan and Langley Kirkwood. Hell yeah. And this is nice to see you. Oh. I gotta go. Bye, Joe. Bye. Hey, hey, guys. Hi, so much. Hi, Joe. Love you. Sorry, I gotta go first, but I would love to continue. But <laughs> next time we chat. All right. Take care, Joe. Chinese New Year in Jakarta already. Go see Thank you. Bye, guys. This is bye. bye. Hey, guys. Bye, Gina. Uh, it's Jeff. I Jeffy, the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. Langley, good to see you again. How are you? Good to see you again, brother. I'm good. <laughs> good, good, good. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I, I don't want to uh, waste your time. So um, the Dark Alliance right here in front of me. I love you guys. <laughs>
<laughs> um, talk to me about uh, uh, your characters. When did you realize that the uh, the depth uh, and the complexity of your characters uh, and their impact in the world of Warrior? Because I mean, obviously, as an actor, you you relish that kind of role. But um, uh, how involved are you in in like helping craft the direction of your characters? Because there's so much uh, in in what you guys have brought to your roles. Uh, I, I was telling everybody else I could pick any one of you characters out of the warrior universe and want to follow your entire story because you guys have done it so well. So, you know, when did you, when did you realize that about the characters that you play? Hey. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Jeff, I mean, you know, I guess so much of this is um, uh, the, the, one of the, the things that we love the most about the show is that it really is um, an ensemble piece and it's a truly collaborative experience and we are so blessed to have writers and creators um that embrace that ethos and let us have uh creative input um both into the show and 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 feel it's important for the actors to to really bring themselves and 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 parts of themselves to the characters so um you know i think step one is that the casting process is, is such a big part of the process uh, for that reason, and I think you know, the, Jonathan and and his team from the get go were able to cast the show with people that they really felt embodied the visions that they had. So there was there was so much of these characters that was already there on the page when we when we started shooting the pilot, and one of the reasons why the show works so well is because they really got the casting so spot on. And, you know, and, and we're all able to just dive in to the, the, the playpen of, of this show and just have fun and, and, and explore and go wild and not have to think about it too much. So immediately I, is the your question. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think our writers are so brilliant. Um, and for me personally as an actor i i i follow what's on the page i trust i trust i mean it, we were lucky enough that i felt that i could just trust the writers and 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 not necessarily need to you know do the like well i don't think my character would say that but in trusting that the dialogue it enabled me to like full and i think everyone else like fully be able to build from that on into our characters and we have a group of such dedicated, talented, beautiful performers that every time we got into a room with each other, it was just like bouncing off, you know, whether it's ideas or um, working with those those fully fleshed out um, characters and actors. And, and it was such a dream for me. I mean, smart actors and we all brought our A-game to the show. I mean, no one no one was just you know um no one everyone just was so fully on board so i feel like that's that that is like a dream for an actor um yeah i don't know if i made any sense no that's awesome that's awesome a quick shout out to a uh, rich ting too at bolo if you can see him there so um diane let me ask you specifically uh, i was talking uh with the uh, with some of the other ladies um the the females uh in this show 
some of the primary movers and shakers uh, in the storyline. Uh, amazing uh, what you guys have, have done for that. Um, and, and when you talk about the show to, to new viewers, you're like, hey, it's a Bruce Lee, uh, you know, Bruce Lee inspired show. Um, that brings the guys on board, not necessarily the females uh, all the time. But um, if you were to explain how uh, important and how uh, integral the, the female presence is on this show, what would you tell female viewers to get them on board? Well, I would just say that it's really the females that run the whole fucking city. <laughs> uh, enough said. The men work for us and help support us and lift us up. Um, no, these, I mean, I, I haven't had the opportunity to really have a, a female character written like this for myself to play um, in terms of the complexity. And, you know, we're always the damsels in distress. The vulnerability side is there, but the strength, like the real strength in my Ling and our toy and Penny, um, it, it's been a real challenge as an actor um, to find, you know, the fine line between like being a bitch or, you know, asking for that power and really, and really standing in it. So I feel like everyone gets, gets a little piece of pie in the show. I mean, like you said, the action, the guys can come, it's a sexy show. But there's like real power in these women. Um, and, and yeah, again, so grateful for the writers and creators who, who trusted us and gave us that opportunity because it very easily could have been, you know, a very test it. Well, it is kind of testosterone driven, <laughs> but a very male driven show. But, you know, these women are the pillars of a lot of the businesses and, and, and the decision makers. So that's yeah. how I pitch it. Uh, speaking of sexy it's our males. world the men are just living in it <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding uh yeah and speaking of sexy men langley uh talk to me about um the uh the show itself um it, it's so topical uh relevant to what's going on in the world today without being preachy or heavy-handed uh when did you uh realize that this show might be uh more impactful uh to the audience uh beyond just being great entertainment or, or do you even think about that yeah well 100 percent. i thought about it you know i was um living in 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 the united states when when trump got in in 2016 and uh you know there's just the i suppose the the energy in the u.s uh, in the years that followed um and stuff that rose to the surface, I suppose, where people felt that they suddenly had uh, the freedom or the protection of a leader to uh, to let their bigotry rise to the surface, and for them to actually then act out, act on it. Um, I think that was, you know, really something that struck home to me, um, and the, you know, the correlation between that and what we see in the show that it's you know it's kind of so resonant the you know the the bigotry that is not just systemic and subtle and layered but you know where the world is right now and i alluded to it earlier just on the, uh, but the polarization um where you know you have you know the, those with power feeling that they can basically do what they want to those uh, that are not holding the the reins of power, and uh, we're seeing we're seeing it playing out across our world right now in so many places, so many ways. Um, 
so yeah, there is a lot. There's lots that's relevant. Um, but I don't want to get away from you know the really juicy, entertaining parts of the of, course, of, of course. our show. Well, I, I don't want it to become you know a heavy, heavy talking point. And in, in there's there's a lot about the show as well that is is light. There's a lot of of amazing repartee. There's a lot of amazing kind of a very punchy contemporary dialogue. You know, it's a it's a it's a period action drama, but it is very real and very modern in terms of the way that people are represented, the way that people interact, the way that they talk. And I suppose, you know, it's, it's about making making that historical part of it really accessible to a modern audience. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And uh, this is going to be my last question. I think we're running out of time. But um, with all of that stuff, with uh, the comedy and the action and, and the sexiness and the uh, power uh, and representation uh, all over the place, what does it feel like for you guys to be such an integral part now of that Bruce Lee legacy, given what you guys are doing with Warrior? I mean, I think it's just so important and special to be able to even bring um, his essence to this new generation. Um, it, it's not lost on us. You know, it, it's his 50th anniversary last year of his passing. This year's the year of the dragon. It feels very aligned now coming onto a new platform that um yeah we're right where we're supposed to be and hopefully a new audience can find us and just enjoy more of his essence um yeah it's, it's a, a, an immense privilege to be able to continue on his legacy with warrior and we hope to yeah. keep we hope to keep going you know you never know with netflix these days so yeah, yeah. binge watch binge watch all three seasons give it two thumbs up and uh hopefully we'll get back to do this again yeah yeah absolutely um guys best of luck uh on uh season uh well uh the season on netflix uh hopefully there's a season four hopefully we get more best of luck on season four man yes <laughs> best of luck on season four <laughs> season five and six too let's make sure we get them all in there but uh yeah you guys are, are doing an amazing job and uh, i hope to see much more of uh of uh mailing and and buckley and all of the great characters on warriors thank you so much thank you jeff uh, thank you so much yeah. Good seeing you guys again. Yeah. Bye. Poison Clan rocks the world.